Welcome back, guys. Sorry it has been a couple of weeks. Life has happened. We're in the Midwest, and there was a thing called the Polar Vortex. Kind of messed some things up, and then I got sick. I lost my voice for a little bit, so unless you wanted to hear me reverting back to puberty, we just you know put some episodes on hold, unfortunately. So sorry for that. Once again, I am Josh, and I am here with my good friend, the one, the only, JB <sighs> crowd goes wild <laughs> this is views from the back of the class and we are coming to you guys live from the lobby of the daily planet it is mad busy in here we're hoping to get get some information and be able to speak to the big man but for some reason he seems to be out yeah i don't know and i security keeps looking at us so they're probably gonna ask us to leave but i'm used to that of the press right <laughs> <laughs> Sir, you're causing a scene. <laughs> we're back. But we're both back healthy. Yeah, I'm about 85%. I'm 100%. My voice, I think, is back. It was rough. <laughs> it is kind of funny that we lost our voices at different times, so that just kind of extended how long we had to, to postpone things, but... Thank you guys for sticking it out with us. We're just going to jump right into it. Yeah, we got some nerd stuff to discuss. You guys have been missing your updates. Unless you've been, you know, reading the news or something, which don't do that. Get all your news from That's right, us. even if it's late. Yeah, shoot us an email. Say, hey, what's going on? We'll let you know. There you go. Our, vo- our bad voices did not affect email at all. But it did affect some social media stuff because when I was sick, I had no energy. I was just, like, existing, but... Yeah, it's kind of hard to post when you got a 103 fever. Yeah, it's like, oh, let me let me switch couches. I don't know. That takes energy. I, I don't think I can do it. I don't think I'm going to make it All right. the two and a half feet to the other one. Like, I'm dying right now, so Instagram some, somehow doesn't seem that important. <laughs> awesome. So what's going on? It's been nuts. Um, even though we've been out, uh, stuff keep moving, man. It was It was... Uh, a lot of things happening in the news, one of which I wanted to hit on. Finally, 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 we had a casting for Matt Reeves, the Batman. And then we did. <laughs> so it was reported that, you know, Army Hammer was in final discussions and it was all but confirmed. And then that backtracked. He's like, wait, on, wait a minute, wait a minute. And now all of a sudden, that's not the case. So we still technically don't have a Batman, although uh, up until maybe today, it appeared that Army Hammer was going to be the front runner. And I think I'm rolling with that one. I think that that's probably where it's going to be. His name has come up for a while, like really shortly after we found out Batfleck wasn't, you know, we started to hear rumblings that he wasn't going to be Batman anymore uh, before any of it, it became official. Army Hammer's name came up frequently so i think this is kind of where we're going yeah and i think his his name came up even as far back as when the the nolan trilogy was winding down and you know people were speculating on recasting batman for the future i think his name was thrown in the hat back then 
Yeah, he actually was supposed to be uh, Batman in the George Miller Justice League back when uh, mm-hmm. Common was going to be Green Lantern. Yikes. I forgot about that. That would have been terrible. God, would have been. <laughs> Common's my man, and he has improved, but he's still not a good actor. No, no. As far as the rappers turned actors, he's still one of the worst. That's harsh. I don't know <laughs> if I would go so far as that, but. And he's he's I mean, definitely he, improved. But he ain't he ain't good. He's just uh, varying degrees of bad. <laughs> yeah, he's very wooden. Wooden. That's a that's a really good way of describing that one. I don't know. It's, it's something about him. He's, he, there's not a lot of charisma there. No, he's the same character whether he's playing an FBI agent, a hitman, or a slave. Like it's the same thing. Right. Wasn't he in Suicide Squad for a second? I don't even yes. remember now. Okay, he was. Yeah. The tattoo man, I think. Right, 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 with the Joker. Yep. Yeah, it was yeah. a, a quick cup of coffee. He actually wasn't terrible in it. Like, I, as bad as that, that movie was, he was not horrible. I don't even remember. But yeah, Army Hammer has definitely been tied to the role for a while. So um, I think he could could do it. I, I have uh, some reservations personally just because of him being a leading man. and right. And especially in a role as iconic as this and... Considering the drama swirling around it in general with DC films and Batman specifically, it's mm-hmm. it's going to be tough sledding for anybody. But I'm excited because I did like what Matt Reeves had to do with the uh, Planet of the Apes trilogy. I'm excited about that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they keep discussing how this is going to be more detective Batman and, you know, we're going to get to see that part of it. Right. Which is something we've never really seen. No. No, um, expounded on the big screen. We've seen in the, in the animated. We've seen a little bit in um, on the big screen too when he's figuring and tinkering with stuff, but never to the point where they're talking about now where that's going to be like the focus. Right. I think we've seen more engineer Batman than we've seen detective. Like mm-hmm. him just piecing stuff together and and being clearly the smartest person in the room. It's it's you know when he's well written. It's it's something to bold. It's it's one of the things that I enjoy the most about that character, and I think is why he's much more endearing to me personally than the alien. <laughs> I mean, Superman is dope, but he's always written so poorly that it just don't don't rock with me. Yeah, it's hard to get creative with him. I think the, not to you know do a Batman episode, but I think one of the things like you mentioned it be, that draws you to the character you enjoy about the character is that he's learned these things throughout the course of his career. It's not like he was, I mean, he was born intelligent, but some things are through, like, just mental training that he's put himself through to get to the state that he's at as far as observational skills and deduction and things like that. So that's what I like about it, because it really shows you that the potential of the human brain is limitless, and most of the limits that we can put on ourselves, we do it ourselves. Very much so. If that Very much so. Makes sense. One thing that kind of concerns me, other than Army Hammer, I think this is a good role for him. I mean, they tried the leading man thing with him with the Lone Ranger, and that didn't turn out well. I think part of that is not having a really interesting script, Bingo. and also putting a western out, a big budget western film, you know, franchise out now, or even when it came out a couple years ago. I don't think it was a market for it at that time, so. I think he's done well in his supporting roles, and I think just because it is Batman that people will see it, 
you're not going to have idiots out there who are going to be like, I'm not interested in it because it's Army Hammer like they're doing with some movies that may, you know, have a female lead. <laughs> so I don't think he'll get that treatment. But there are a couple other actors, too, I think I wouldn't mind seeing Don the, the Cape and Cow. But all in all, if it is Army Hammer, I'm cool with it. So no Nick Jonas for you, huh? <laughs> Absolutely not. I was just hoping that they go older, you know, let's get George Clooney back and do like a Batman Beyond. Oh my God. Um. <laughs> See, you, you had no, half of a good idea. I think. No, I, I do. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I was going to say Batman Beyond would be dope. Yes. If you're, you're going to cast an older Batman, it has to be Michael Keaton. It doesn't have to be Michael Keaton. It would be dope. I say, why not Kevin Conroy? Right. Yeah. There's no action involved. He's basically going to be sitting in a chair. Right. Not to backtrack a little bit with Army Hammer is the comparison between him and Christian Bale. When Christian Bale took over, well, he didn't take over. When he became uh, Chris Nolan's version of Batman, he wasn't really a leading man in Hollywood at the time. I mean, he had been in The Machinist. His other most notable role was American Psycho. So, and those two weren't really widespread blockbuster movies. They were good but they weren't traditional blockbusters like you would imagine an actor taking on a role of this magnitude. So I think all in all, if it is Army Hammer, that's cool. Then that works in his favor. I think so. Although with Christian Bale, though he hadn't had these blockbuster films, the films that he was in, like he gave, he gives us all. He gave really powerful performances mm-hmm. in each of those. Like you could believe him as a killer. You could also believe him as a hero once he took on the mantle of Batman. So I think that's where that was able to work with uh, Army Hammer. I don't doubt his ability. I think he could. I think he could do a good job. I see him as a really good Bruce Wayne. I wonder what his Batman will be. We'll see. We'll see. I think you know he's certainly as good a candidate as any of the others that I've heard. Right. Um, I haven't really heard anybody attached to it as blown me away so and considering how long he's been kind of tied to the role and i'm sure he's had to study for it and had some sort of connection to the script or the character at least just from his potential casting before i think he should have a leg up on a competition so i i think it might i think it might be all right now it's somewhat related but i just have to ask what the heck is going on in dc like what are they doing well, I'm glad you brought that up because I actually wanted to ask that question. They, um, <laughs> what is going on? It seems like it seems like they're going away from the shared universe. Do you think that's a good idea? And I don't even know for sure if that's what they're doing. It seems like that, but I kind of wanted to get your take on it. What do you, do you think that if that is what they're doing, that it's a good idea? Yes and no. I say yes and no because yes, it. Uh, in the day and age we live in, we've seen what Marvel can do, and I think we speak very highly of what Marvel has done because they've been able to basically pull elements from the comics and put it on the big screen, and it's uh, very well done. It's a level of storytelling that we really haven't seen. I mean, you could say that, you know, the movies like the Hobbit movies and Lord of the Rings and things like that, where it's this ensemble cast for one storyline. Marvel has done that for over a dozen movies. Right. So I say all that to say in this day and age, I think a shared universe is great for DC because it's something about 
well, to a certain extent, something about watching a movie where these char- you know these characters exist in the same universe, and you know that they're basically side by side in their, in their fights on what's going on. So what happens in one could potentially impact another. But I think it's just something bigger when you have the potential for a team-up. So an individual Superman and Wonder Woman and Aquaman and Green Lantern movies and things like that, I think it's cool. But I also think if it's done right, which it has not been to date, a team-up movie like Justice League or like Suicide Squad has a lot of potential. But I don't think you can get there unless you have the shared universe. I don't know if I agree with them basically reverse engineering these standalone movies because they're taking elements from what they forced in Justice League and then backing them out and now they're like oh there's an Aquaman movie oh there's going to be this Flash movie and there's going to be yeah that Flash movie ain't never happened no no I know I was just using it as an example but I was just saying I don't think it works because you're going to keep Jason Momoa you're going to keep Gal Gadot Amber Heard yeah so you're going to end up confusing the moviegoers because now you're going to say Oh, pretend like these other movies didn't exist, but you're going to take characters from them. I, I, you know, I'm not going to say it's a good move, but at this point in the game for DC, I'm not really sure what moves they, they have left. I mean, they had a ace in the hole with Flash. Like, that's your get out of trouble. And they've shown that with the Flash TV show. Now, it's something that they've done and redone and overdone <laughs> as far as. You know, changing the timeline, but it's not something that has really happened in the film world. So they could have easily done that. You know, DC is known for their crises. You know, you have a crisis movie, boom, reset the universe. And now this exists from, you know, this is day one in this new universe. Uh, I think the problem with DC currently is that there doesn't appear to be a long-term cohesive vision on what <laughs> on what this film universe is going to be they're just kind of taking a wait and see attitude and trying to then scramble to piece something together afterward they do have you know a, a somewhat exciting slate of movies coming up like Shazam looks like it's going to be good mm-hmm. so if Shazam is good and as a box office success, they're kind of three for three in their last film, last three films. Correct. And then you got the Joker movie that people are very excited about. I am not one of them, <laughs> <laughs> but people are excited about that. People are excited about Wonder Woman 84. People are excited about the Batman. So they yeah. are you know, in a position to, to do some big things. I think Suicide Squad 2 is going to get a lot of support because of you know how the James Gunn situation was handled at at Disney right and this is definitely going to be the you know middle finger to Marvel like I I just picture so many meta jokes about his situation in that movie (laughs) Uh, which is perfectly fine and and we expect that brand of humor from him and I think that all of these movies can be successful in their own right but I don't see any common thread that ties them together right and I don't know if DC should or shouldn't. I, as a as a fan of these characters, and having seen them exist in a in a singular universe and how they interact with one another, that is something that I would want to see. 
but it has to be earned. It has to be organic. That was the big problem, right. you know, with the OG DCEU or however they were calling it. DCCU. DC crap. <laughs> 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 uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> it was rushed, you know, you, yeah. and, and trying to keep up with what Marvel was doing, not recognizing that, you know, they had someone at the helm who was planning years ahead with with contingencies for okay if we do this then this happens if we do this then this happens and you know having the freedom and flexibility to do that they didn't really have anybody like that at warner's dc so now i think they're finally getting it together there still doesn't appear to be a long-term vision for what this is going to be so i think as of now they're probably going to be doing the standalone movies that are like loosely tied together and maybe eventually we get the shared universe but as of now i just don't see i don't see how they come about it and like i said flashes is the easiest way to do so ah you know what actually they could they could still tie them all in because we still have jason momoa and gal gadot if we get a henry cavill cameo and shazam that would be a, a another way to tie it and I guess the only the only movie that would be like the odd man out then would be the Joker. Right. But then if you do that, you're going to have to ignore certain elements of Suicide Squad. And that's why. What do you mean? For the I Joker think, movie? Yeah. Well, if you're going to take Joaquin Phoenix Joker and then say it's part of this shared universe with uh, Shazam and Wonder Woman and Aquaman and Batman and The Flash then you're going to have to pretend that um, what's-his-name's Joker did not exist, or it's you know, you're going to have to address it somehow. I don't think this movie is going to exist. I think that one specifically was stated to exist outside the current universe. So it's like an Elseworlds right. film. No, no, I get that. Sorry, I guess I, I misunderstood what you were saying. I thought you were saying that the Joaquin Phoenix Joker movie would somehow be tied in. No, no, no. No, no, no. I'm saying that would okay. be the one that is the odd man out that isn't tied in. Gotcha. Like I could Sorry, I could kind of see. I guess I was working a thought out out loud where there I could see where you could make a thread to tie these other movies together. There's enough that currently exists that you could you could make the connections with some creative writing for sure. Right. And my question, too, is, is this Batman movie is supposed to be a prequel or is it supposed to be? I, I don't recall. I don't think we got any official word on the script. I've heard that on what's uh, the long Halloween might be the adaptation. But I've also okay. heard Batman year one that Batfleck could be a bookend to the movie. So who knows, man? It, it's we right. don't have enough detail as of now. Nothing concrete, at least. OK, DC. I mean, on the one hand, is it's surprised. a good thing. Because they're kind of letting their directors direct, which is good. You see what happens when you allow talented people to actually execute their vision. You get good work. You know, Patty Jenkins knocked it out of the park. James Wan knocked it out of the park. Mm -hmm. We'll see what David Sandberg does. You know, you have to allow creative people to create and give them the room to do so, you know, and not tie them down to this this larger narrative in some cases, unless you, you have a really 
tight structure and you're still able to support their vision while maintaining this this other thing. And, you know, what right. Marvel has done is no small feat. That's why nobody else no. is able to do it right. or has been able to do it, I should say. It really did change the game. No, it did. And it changed people's expectations for superhero movies. Movies in general, not just superhero movies. Now everything wants to, like, cross over and, you know, have uh, shared universes. They were talking about Men in Black and 21 Jump Street at one point, And, you know, now apparently there is a Fast and Furious universe. Yeah, that's <laughs> that's been happening for a while, though. Yes, but it is a through line for the movies, right? It's the same characters that you're dealing with, with the exception of Tokyo Drift and like the whatever the third Fast and Furious was. Well, no, 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 Tokyo Drift was the third one. I'm sorry. But Tokyo Drift is part of the is part of the main canon with Fast and Furious. But that's what I mean. So it didn't exist in like Los Angeles and didn't have the main characters, Toretto and um man, I can't think of Paul Walker's character's name right now. But anyway, didn't have them. It was still the Fast and Furious label. And then they eventually kind of brought it back around uh, by bringing those characters in. But now you got, you know, Hobbs and Shaw coming out and they're talking about doing a all women version of the movie. I'm here for it. I'm definitely here for it. They need to cast some more people, though, because not a lot of women, at least on the protagonist side, you got. Michelle Rodriguez and uh, Jordana Brewster, and she really don't do nothing. She's just kind of around. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that sounds so bad. But I, I know that's I know, the truth. I know she has mean, not though. done a single thing in those movies except be Dom Toretto's sister, and she had a baby. But on the other side of it, you do have a lot of strong characters. You got Helen Mirren's character, uh, who we didn't get to see a whole lot of. Or not that we didn't, we we got to see a lot of her, but we, but we could see more. And then you got Charlize Theron's character as well. That's enough. Mm-hmm. If you wanted to bring back Ronda Rousey, who can't act, but give her a larger role, right? The the bodyguard has now somehow transcended that role, and she's doing something different. Like they could definitely do that. I guess the jury is still out with what's happening with DC. I hope they continue on the the positive trajectory i cannot talk and we'll we'll see we'll see i'm cautiously optimistic about it yeah i am too i mean i'm I'm gonna check them out it's just a matter of of where they're going as a whole that i'm curious about yeah and i think they still are too i don't i don't think they've committed to a solid plan you know on what it is that they want to do but they do have several projects that are in development right now. So at the very least, we should have a, a, a few good movies coming out. And I'm on mm-hmm. board because I'm getting Cassandra Cain finally. So yep. I'm here for it. That's the silver lining. Indeed. Or we're still on DC and what they're doing. Um, I, I kind of brought him up a little bit was, you know, James Gunn and his situation. Uh, we won't relitigate that at all y'all already know what happened with him you know however you feel about it it happened but he's now working for the quote-unquote competition at dc uh he's <laughs> essentially getting a chance to do guardians of the galaxy again just this time on earth right it's a 
group of misfit toys and you know a team dynamic that has to come together to solve some issue uh which is right kind of what the guardians were i think deadshot will smith and amanda waller um viola davis with those two i say being a lock like viola davis is amanda waller period mm-hmm. yes there's there's one other actress who could do it but she's not but she's she wasn't there first i know exactly who you're gonna say to cch pounder yeah yes sir i just remember us having that conversation before and she would have been dope <laughs> she would have yeah like i could actually think of a, a, of other actresses who could probably do it but having seen viola davis as waller mm-hmm. i'm like yeah that's that's the one but anyway those two being locks who would you add to the squad we ain't gotta spend a ton of time on it but i think the speculation of it is fun and for me this is me getting a chance to uh because i have been obsessing over the thunderbolts at marvel this is essentially the same (laughs) the same thing (laughs) um we're going with the set with the the people from the first quote unquote movie no you don't have to go with any of them other than so we can recast deadshot and waller Okay. Now we so, got to fill out the roster. Let's say a roster of six. And you don't even have to give actors if you don't want just characters. I'm going to stick around with, so even though he's not a member of uh, Suicide Squad, I would keep, um, what was his name? Flag, of course. Okay. Um, to kind of keep some continuity between the two. So I would do, obviously, Deadshot, um... I would keep Katana and Just give her I more to would, do. Yeah, flesh her story out a little bit more or at all because it wasn't really addressed other than the fact that her husband was killed. Right. Um, yeah, it was just like briefly mentioned. Uh, who else would I cast then? I mean, I'm not, I don't want to keep, I, I, I don't like taking villains and, and putting them in heroic circumstances or heroic situations where we forget that they're a bad person and and that they've done terrible things. And so don't know who else they could put in there. I think in the comics you had KG beast, um, which is one of my favorite villain names of all time. (laughs) Um, I think you had him in the, as part of suicide squad. So I could roll with him and no Joker, no Hurley, Black Manta from Aquaman would be interesting. And a way to continue that through thread for the universe. I like it. You know what? So I'm I'm taking a uh page from the Justice League book. Okay. Um or the Justice League series. I'm gonna say Cheetah. Nice. Why not? Throw her in there, put her in the big screen. Nice. Only thing is, you know, she's the villain in Wonder Woman. Right, I know. Okay. Oh, she's going to be the... Wait, wait. She's going to be the villain in 84? Oh, I didn't realize that. Even even still, let's let's jump forward in time and show that she's still Absolutely. Around. I'm here for it. Because uh, she's obviously going Man. to be handled in 84. So Suicide Squad would be a good place for her to come back. I like it. And you know what? Those are some more character. And I, you know one person I don't think in the comic books who is a member... And I'm just going to say this for SNGs because this is a super, super, super dope character. Mercy Graves. I hate you because I promise you Mercy was on my list. 
That, <laughs> <For> yes, <real? laughs> yes. She's so underrated and so dope. Oh, man, That's crazy. That's crazy. I didn't think anybody would have would have said that, but I guess if anybody would, it would be Josh. That's dope. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's that. That would be. And the thing is, is she doesn't. She's so unassuming. Mm-hmm. But she's basically dead shot. Mm-hmm. Good list. Oh, thanks. So I gave it a little bit of. Uh, I gave it a little bit of thought. I obviously now have to get mercy off of my list <laughs> but <laughs> i would go with and i i had a couple couple of people that i also had actors in mind for not okay. all of them but uh my first pick would be bronze tiger okay michael jai white i could see that terrible actor but he could fight <laughs> his butt off <laughs> and like i see him that is that is a perfect role for him um Killer, he's a terrible actor. He is a terrible actor. Uh, Killer Frost. Okay. I don't have an actress for her, but I think the character is super dope. Mm-hmm. Calculator. Okay, I'm not familiar with him or her. Him, he's um, he's essentially Oracle for villains. He's your, okay. your communication expert. At least the the most recent version of him. Um. Black Alice. Oh, okay. I don't think she's used enough. Really, not much at all, but she's she's a really dope character and a force to be reckoned with if written mm-hmm. correctly. Like, you drop her into that and um, she could really be the most powerful person in the universe. But she's a kid. Right. And it's all temporary, so. But yeah, she's a, a character that I, that I dig a lot. Controversial pick, but I don't care. <laughs> sure, let's go ahead. Talia Al Ghul. Ooh, okay. And Damien. I see what you did there. <laughs> it's got to be a package deal. <laughs> All right. I think that Damien being a part of Suicide Squad would be troubling for the audience, I think. But. Because <laughs> he's a kid. But. We were cool with X-23. Very true. So I think if we were cool with X-23, Damien should be fine. And I think that um, it could be a good redemption story for him anyway. If he's with his mother and he's starting off, you know, in this situation, he can be redeemed. And now you have a Robin to the new Batman. Gotcha. I like it. So my squad, a little bit overloaded, but that's all right. So, yeah, so it would be Deadshot, Mercy, Bronze Tiger, Killer Frost, Calculator, Black Alice, Talia, and Damien. I really like Black Alice. Yes. And one person I was... Go ahead, sorry. No, go ahead. No, I was just saying one person I was toying with in my mind that I was like, ooh, should I have added them on my list or not? Livewire. Livewire's dope. I think that could be that'd be pretty cool on the big screen to see. She'd be kind of hard, I think, to well, maybe not. I guess at this point, technology is caught up. I was thinking that she might be difficult to to portray on screen, but not so much. If we can get Thanos, live wire should be easy. Oh, easily. I mean, think about all the that went into animating the Flash uh, running using a Speed Force. True. You know, that same technology and stuff could probably be used to to show her moving around and using her powers and things like that. So true. 
but I don't, I don't, I don't know if, uh, I, I don't know. I, I like my, I like my list too. So I don't know if I would sub her for, for anyone. I mean, I think but. those are two, you know, pretty solid lists. And what I like about both of them, you know, none of the characters have any real connection to each other on either your or my squads, which I think is important. Mm. You know, if they have existing relationships or things that tie them together, then it kind of defeats the the story. Like the whole point right. of it is, hey, there's this horrible thing happening. You guys are bad people, but this situation is worse. Right. What if it's like they do Suicide Squad 2 and they have the new team and the new team's job is to go back in time and stop the the first team from ever releasing that movie? That would be awesome. <laughs> Add Professor Zoom to the to the team, and there you go. Time travel never happened. Now, what I think the rumor is for this one is that you know they're going after a weapon of mass destruction, and the weapon is Black Adam. That has been the oh, the rumor. That would be awesome. I think so. Although it kind of is very close to the previous film. You know, whatever, going after yeah. Enchantress. Yeah, but Enchantress was just building a machine. She didn't say what the machine did. True. It was just a machine. True. <laughs> that movie was so dumb. God, it was bad. <laughs> just bad. Oh, it was man. on the other day, too, and I'm like, nope. I'd rather yeah. literally look at the wall. <laughs> I mean, the best part is uh, it, it's the scenes with Batman. Yeah, that's about it. Or when any time um, Will Smith is on the screen. Other than that, it's a terrible movie. Yeah. But we'll see. I fully trust what James Gunn's vision would be, especially since he's you know already had some experience in this arena. So I'm, I'm interested in seeing what characters he chooses to, you know, place in this in his universe and or in this squad. And we'll see what happens. I'm willing to bet that at least two, between our two lists, at least two of these people make it. Oh, yeah. I mean, I think so. not Mercy because she did, but. <laughs> Bring her back. Even if. Oh, sorry. Like, Spoiler for like, Man of Steel. <laughs> was that Man of Steel or was it uh, Justice League? Oh, no. I'm sorry. It wasn't Man of Steel. It was uh, Batman versus Superman. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I don't know why why they would put her in the movie. That character. Just to do nothing. Just to die. Her. Right. That's not fan service. So I don't know what they're doing, but it's that is somebody it, not it, understanding the material fully and, and, and really what to do with it. I've had this argument with several people and I'm actually kind of tired of people. Oh, we want the we want the Snyder cut. We want the Snyder cut. And like every three days, Snyder is popping up with behind the scenes stuff or Oh, here's really what was going on with Justice League. It's like, dude, you had a tragic situation. You had to handle it. You bowed out. Right. Gave it up to Joss Whedon. We got what we got. Let's let's all move on here. Like you living in the past. I get it because he shot, you know, he did shoot a considerable amount of that movie. So I get his, you know, if he's like, hey, you know what? I had a, a better vision, for, especially because of how it was received. Right. And I think even though I'm not a Snyder fan, I think that he understands how fans feel about 
the opportunity to see some of their favorite characters on the big screen, I think he really understands the magnitude of of Justice League and see, and seeing that team on the big screen. So if he wants to put out his cut, or if the studio would let him, I would I would actually want to see it, just because Justice League was such a disappointment that it could either only be worse if it's possible, or it could actually be better. I mean, I don't see how it could get much worse. But here's here's yeah. my issue with it, I suppose. Batman versus Superman was bad. Like, bad. The theatrical release was. But you know what? The director's cut was a little bit better. It was still bad. It was better it, because, you know, yeah. things didn't feel so rushed with Superman. Right. And and that's the thing is, like, it, it didn't make it a Nolan level film or even, a you know, a Marvel level film or anything like that. But it did take it from a, you know, we're right down a 10 scale. It did take it from a 5 to maybe a 6.5. Right. Being a little generous. So it's still bad, but it's not bad, bad. Like, it's enjoyable bad. It's, you know, okay, yeah, this was three hours and overall I didn't enjoy it. But there were some parts in it that I actually liked. Or there are things in it that actually makes more sense now. Yeah, that was, uh, <laughs> I don't know what to say about it. Like, I <laughs> <laughs> it, I just didn't feel like it was a good movie. And and that's my issue with everything that he has had to say about Justice League. Like, yes, you have a right to feel how you feel about it because you, your vision wasn't executed the way that you thought and the fans didn't enjoy the product that we got. But your track record wasn't good. Like, the last thing that you did in this universe was not a good film, even with the director's cut. Mm-hmm. So I I don't have that much faith that his version of Justice League was going to be much better than what we got. So I would much rather just let it all burn and go from where we are currently. Yeah, fair enough. I mean, it, it doesn't do much at, at this point either, like you like you were saying, so it's, it is what it is. You can't go back in time and put it back in the box. Pretty much. Overall, there, you know, the DC Universe is in a, in a good place. And I'm willing to go along the ride with them for now. <laughs> yeah. Unfor- I mean, I'm not going to say unfortunately, but yeah, me too. I want to see them succeed. And I know I joke around and I, I say all their movies are trash or something was a disappointment or things like that. But I really, really do. You know, I'm not sitting here like, oh, man, I hope DC makes a bad movie. No, nobody does. Well, I no, won't say well, nobody. It's, it's yeah. lunatics out there. <laughs> Yeah, people who just want to complain about stuff. Yeah. Well, you know, some people just want to see the world burn. And not in an entertaining way. Right. I do hope that they write the ship and they do it in a way that's, you know, logical and makes sense. Because I do feel like, you know, there's enough market share out there for the Marvel, the MCU, and also DC and what they want to do. Because they're two, in ways, very different types of stories, set of characters, and, you know, just more for us to geek out to, so... You know, just being selfish. Like, I just, I want to see both. Yeah. And beyond just those two, like, there's so much stuff that's out there now. We are are definitely in a renaissance of, you know, superhero and comic book based content. Mm-hmm. You know, and, it's, and, and we tend to focus on the big two. Um, and they definitely have their, you know, the biggest impact, I think, across the industry. But there's a lot of stuff out there. 
and there's something for everybody. You yeah. know, maybe the Avengers or the Justice League are not your thing. You know, maybe right. you want something a little darker, more adult oriented. Well, mm-hmm. we got Preacher more and realistic. the Boys, neither of which could exist <laughs> in the in, in <laughs> you know either the Marvel or DC universe. But it's stuff that's out there. I mean, we got the Umbrella Academy out now. Whether it's on, um, you know, streaming or in theaters and things like that, it's like a golden age for comic-based stories yes. that are being done more or less well. Back in the 80s, you had, you know, Punisher and He-Man and all these other movies, but they were just cheesy garbage. Even some of the TV shows, not to knock them or anything, but The Incredible Hulk was not a real great show. Shazam was not that great of a show and things like that. So it's better quality things out there for us to enjoy. But at the same time, I'm greedy. So give me these good storylines from from these different uh, sources and, and I'll be happy. You know, as long as it's good, I'll be happy. Yes. I think that's really all any of us want. Mm-hmm. And if something happens to come out that you're not a fan of, that is okay. Like there's so much stuff you know, that's available that everything is not going to appeal to everybody. And it's cool to not like certain things. Mm-hmm. And it's also cool. And we've we've touched this topic before, man. But I, I just got to say it again because it's, it's starting to get under my skin for real. Like if you if you're not a fan of something or you don't have any interest in it, that is OK. That's cool. You're entitled to your opinion. But stop trying to bring down everybody else with this toxic hatred in your heart man like this i know we've been talking mostly about the dc universe but this was a news item that, that kind of came across and it's bugging me weeks away from captain marvel and already you know the trolls are out the movie hasn't even been released and they're flooding the nameless online review site with negative reviews in the movie and you obviously haven't seen it so it just brings the you know bringing the score down before the film even comes out it's like for what if you don't like the movie or you don't think that you know there should be this female-led superhero film just don't go see it like that's how you that's how you do that with your dollars but don't mm-hmm. try to ruin the experience for somebody else. Because ultimately, it's not right. going to work. The only thing you, you do is, you know, further divide this already fragmented community when really it was meant to be a collective or it, it, it kind of was a collective at one point. And, and, you know, before it was cool, it's cool now. Everybody's kind of on the bandwagon, but... Before it was cool, it was a bit of escapism for, you know, those who maybe didn't have a tribe somewhere else. Mm-hmm. But now that it's cool, you know, they, they want to flip the script and it's becoming hugely exclusionary or, or attempting to be. And it's, it just doesn't work for me, man. It, it, it's, you know me, I'm laid back, don't really let a lot of stuff bother me. But the more I hear from those types... Uh, the more it does start to bug me. That's my two cents. I'm off the soapbox now, but no, no, I I agree with you. I mean, I had a similar reaction. Like I didn't even know about the Captain Marvel backlash until recently. Yeah. 
um, and, and talking with you about it. Um, I mean, I've seen a couple things on Reddit. Uh, people were saying, you know, like, oh, I wonder if people are going to give it negative reviews because they, they want to versus it actually being a bad movie or something like that. Or right. Being honest. But I didn't really know what was behind it. But, you know, I saw something, you know, C2E2 is coming up, you know, in a couple months, which is crazy. But there was, <laughs> God, it's sad. It, it's it's extremely sad. We've touched on it before. But it was a um, bold statement that said, cosplay is not consent yeah i remember that and i feel like yeah and they're doing it earlier now and they're putting it in more places because people don't know how to act yeah and you don't get it like come on like we we gotta do better yeah i mean we're a bunch of like nerds and and crap like that like we gotta do better just because someone's dressed up does not give you the right to assault them because that's what it is it's it's assault right and at the same time too on the other hand it does not give you the right because someone is dressed up to bash their what they've done in their face because you know what these people have taken time out to make to dress up as escapism and, and do something that they hope other people can enjoy and they've taken the time to do it no matter how good or poor it looks they've taken the time right what have you done if you're like me you're walking around in sweatpants and a hoodie. So I've done nothing. You've done nothing. Right. Let the people live. Let them enjoy themselves. And yeah, we can talk about this stuff and be like, oh, that was a terrible transformer. But I'm not going to do it to their face. You know, I'm not going to do it with an air shot of them. I'm not even going to like take a picture and be like, post it online like this is garbage. Right. So, you know, just respect one another because we're all just trying to enjoy what, what, what they're doing. That's it. I mean, if you got legitimate, you know, concerns about something... Whether it's as simple as, as, you know, cosplay or as complex as uh, the filmmaking process. If you have a legitimate criticism, that's legitimate. Like, if you don't Mm -hmm. like a film, it's okay not to like a film. Find a way to express why. Don't don't just let me, oh, she's a girl, so she sucks. Like, nah, if Captain Marvel turns out to be a bad movie, I'll be the first one to tell you that. Mm -hmm. This movie sucked, and these are the reasons why. But it won't be but it's just because, movie. you know, the, She's the, a girl. the main hero is a woman. That won't be it. Right. Right. And my, here's my thing to, to people like that, even though our, our, we're fortunate that our classmates aren't like this. No. No, we got good. But here's my challenge. Yeah, they're a decent crowd. Here's my challenge to these people. If you don't like a movie, guess what? Why don't you try making a movie? If you don't like how they did something, why don't you try to no do doubt. it? There's the challenge. If it's so easy, you do, do it. Do a better one. And you know what? Agreed. You, it, yeah, and it, you may, it may be better. It may be more faithful. It may be in harmony with the source material. I don't know. But that's what makes things better. It's not just complaining about it and being negative and tearing things down. It's actually looking... And seeing where things went wrong and then fixing them so it's better going forward. No doubt about it. I mean, and then the other side of it as well, like, when don't praise it for some empty reason either. Like, I don't think that right. I'm going to necessarily be championing, championing a project for a superficial reason. I'll take right. Black Panther, I guess, because that's, you know, one that could be taken that way. And I know that that was last year, 
but that's something that a lot of people have tried to use to discredit the the film itself. Oh, it only you know it was only this phenomenon because of because um, it was a black movie and you know it became a movement or whatever, and and the film wasn't that good. Nah, it was actually a really good movie. Just mm-hmm. happened to be, you know, this this African character with this, you know, black cast, black American and you know African actors to make this film. But I'm not gonna champion Black Panther simply because it's a black movie. Say yeah, that's that's what makes it dope. Like nah, it's dope because it's dope, and it's a black movie. Right. Bottom line, Josh, I couldn't have said it any better than you did, man. Just. You know, respect one another, and maybe we can all enjoy this thing a little bit more. We can get good headlines for being the fandom that, you know, gets along versus being the fandom that tears each other down. Or Yeah, we don't want to be like them Star Wars people. <laughs> <laughs> Although I guess we're all kind of lumped in the same same way. Right, and I mean, like, nerds is a... Is a as one whole giant fandom, whatever your your niche is. Agreed. Yeah, but those Star Wars people are OC, man. Especially the ones who like the new movies. Bunch of freaking idiots. I'm just, I'm <laughs> kidding. I'm, <laughs> I'm joking. You're supposed to say that off the mic, Josh. <laughs> Jumping back to DC a little bit. Despite the missteps that they're making with the films or that they've made, I think overall, especially with um, the DC streaming service, I think overall they're in a better place yes doom patrol kind of looks cheesy to me i haven't watched any of them yet because as you all know i am a binger and i don't want to subscribe three times throughout the year so i'm going to wait for doom patrol to be done and then i am going to binge titans young justice and doom patrol but from what i've i've read and and people i've talked to who do subscribe and have started watching it it's pretty good from what i hear yeah i haven't heard anything you know, bad about it i've heard mixed reviews on titans but yeah pretty much everybody has been pretty positive about doom patrol mhm i've actually read somewhere i think it was i can't remember who, whose review it was of like the first episode but they were saying i think they they were able to stream two three episodes two or three episodes but only but two only could only review the first one there there was an embargo on the other ones but they were saying that the quality of the show is better than titans because titans looked cheap in some scenes or in some parts and in, in the costumes and things like that so they said it looks better in that respect that's a good sign well, your first season is always going to look rough and you know it should only get better from there so this is a spinoff and it's already looking better that's a good sign very much so let me ask you this, Josh. You got any? Well, before I get to that, anything else you want to touch on before we get to homework? No, I think that's it. When my rant about jerks, uh... <laughs> <laughs> so that's a good good way to put a cap on it. Well, for homework this week, I would recommend if you are not familiar with uh, Milestone Media, it's it's old school, right? It's not. Uh, in print anymore but it was a uh, company that kind of championed diversity without it being corny and ultimately man the stuff was really well written Dwayne McDuffie is like one of the head writers or was he's he's no longer with us Um, and if you were not familiar with Milestone Media you are definitely familiar with 
uh, Mr. McDuffie's work on Justice League and several other uh, cartoons. Uh, ben 10 is another one that comes to mind. Mm-hmm. But you you've read and seen his work before. So this is some of the earlier stuff. So I would say check out check out Milestone Media in general. Specifically, there is a trade paperback from a character hardware. Uh, it's like a five issue arc. It's in trade form called The Man in the Machine. Check that out. Hardware, The Man in the Machine. And I imagine that's like available on like uh, Amazon and stuff yes. like that. In local comic shops, maybe. I, it may be harder to find in your local comic shops. I think if you are in a, in a large city in the U.S., you probably can find it there. But um, some of the smaller shops might have you might have a harder time finding it, but definitely on Amazon or you can go to uh, this website, Reggie's dot com. And that's uh, Reggie Holden. He's one of the people that's kind of responsible for the milestone media stuff right now. But if you go to Reggie's dot com, you can also purchase the stuff there. Yeah, I'll have to look into that one because I know. DC has not, even though I know it's it's kind of like an imprint of DC or loosely associated. Yes. But DC isn't really my, my big strong suit. Yeah, this is homework for me, too. Cool. I, mean, I don't have homework for you guys, so uh, watch Umbrella Academy. That's the only thing I can, there you go. <laughs> That's I can, good I can enough. tell you to do. And, and tell us what you think, or tell me, because Josh has already started. You let me know. <laughs> let me know what you guys Josh, think. Josh is almost done. <laughs> I forgot you binge everything. Yeah, man. You finished it um, in like a day. How many episodes is it? Yeah. Uh, 13, I believe. Maybe 10. Okay. I think it's 10 because last, yesterday, me and Donna got through, I think, half of it. Nice. So I think we have th- three and a half more. And are they 30 minute or hour episodes? They're about an hour. Okay. Um, maybe about 56 minutes uh, per. I like it. Yeah, I'm going to check I it like out. It a lot. And it's it's one of the comics, you know, as an independent, like we talked about kind of a little bit, that I wasn't really familiar with. Um, I had heard of it. Yeah. And it always popped up because it was always one of those things like, oh, if you like the X-Men, you may like this. And I never looked into it. Let me ask you this. How is Mary J. Blige's acting in this? She doesn't really say too much. <laughs> she doesn't really have a lot of lines. She's usually shouting or at somebody or she's making statements like uh hit him harder or something like that she's not terrible okay yeah i mean she's not bad she's not great but she's not fair bad. enough i mean i'm not expecting oscar worthy stuff from her but i mean the weird part is when she you know breaks out in a song every episode so <laughs> that's funny and she does her signature dance stomping <laughs> through the, the scene the drunken the drunken uh <laughs> sidestep <laughs> right uh, if you don't know what we're talking about, YouTube. Please it. do. Do yourself a it's favor. YouTube, <laughs> YouTube, Mary J. Bly's dancing. And it won't matter what video you click. Like, they all will oh, do that dance in all of them. Yes, indeed. All right. This is it. We'll be back next week with a new episode, a new topic. Same soapbox. Before we go, uh, rest in peace, Marvel Netflix. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's all over. It's all over. It's done for now. If no one saw that coming. You haven't been paying attention. Yeah. Like we knew it was coming. That's it. Class dismissed.
cut the check.